0: I could hardly believe what I was seeing. Getting off work early was something that simply did not happen, not even on a Friday in the thick of summer. But the phones were dead since well before lunch, and George finally conceded the point. No one was in the market for a landscaping bid at the start of a long weekend, and he finally grumbled under his breath that we could take off if we didn't have anything else to do. There were always other things to do, filing and checking the supply closet for inventory and the like, but Beatrice beat me to the punch and wiped her hands together before planting her palms on her desk. No work for the wicked here, she chirped. That got another gripe out of George, but he relented at 1.30 and told us to be on our way. And no getting into trouble, girls, he said, before we were even out the door. Beatrice turned on her heels and flashed him her sweetest smile. No way we would ever do that. But as soon as we hit the parking lot, her lips swerved into a smirk as she grabbed my arm. Want to go get a drink? she asked. I cast a quick glance at my watch and softly shook my head. It's hardly happy hour, B. It has to be five o'clock somewhere, she said. Come on. And live a little. In my mind, that meant taking the time to hurry home to Matt. He was on summer break, crashing at my place as he tried to find a job. Sometimes it bothered me that he wouldn't just stand behind a register or wait on tables. I was footing the rent, the utilities, and everything in between for two. But he had worked hard all semester. Maybe there was nothing wrong with letting him loll around a little bit. He was always sweet to come home to, and I was about to give him the best of surprises so early in the day. Rain check, I told Beatrice, but I bet I'll have a story and a half to tell you come Tuesday morning. She crinkled her nose as I ducked into my Camry. Pushing the gear into drive, I turned the corner on Island Ave and cut across Route 10 in a quick bid for home. Barely up the driveway, I had to smile at the sight of his rusted Mustang, unmoved from the morning. Was he having a late lunch or playing Xbox? My sweet boy. I skipped up the steps and expected to find him sitting on the edge of the couch. Nothing but the cushion, slightly out of place, and the blue screen of death pouring through the HD monitor. Matt? My voice was barely above a whisper. But he had to be here. No way he would have taken off on foot. Matt was not the type to walk when he could ride. Was he sleeping in? At nearly two o'clock in the afternoon? I had half a mind to wake him up and tell him that finals were over and now he could take me to lunch. Or rather, the other way around. When the sound of his voice, shifting into a groan, made me smile. How did he know I was near? I started to take the steps two at a time when... Another moan, far lighter in tone, mingled with the sound of his voice. Was that—no, it had to be from the TV in the bedroom.